0: You are listening to Revolver Podcast. Wanna grow your own weed but not sure where to get the seed? Go to bcbuddepot.com. For nearly 15 years, BC Bud Depot has been building one of the world's most comprehensive seed banks, offering over 50 strains of top-quality cannabis to suit every grower's needs, including multiple award-winning strains like Godbud, The Purps, BC Blueberry, Girl Scout Cookies, and more. In fact, BC Bud Depot's genetics have won over 30 different cannabis awards over the past decade. So you know you're dealing with a recognized industry leader that will deliver you some of the most potent, flavorful flowers on the planet. They ship worldwide, offering fast, discreet delivery at reasonable prices. All online orders are processed within 48 hours and are packaged and mailed with the utmost stealth and safety in mind. And if for some reason your order gets lost, damaged, or confiscated, BC Bud Depot will resend it at no extra charge, guaranteeing that every customer receives what they paid for. Whether you're looking for indica or sativa, indoor or outdoor, feminized or auto flowering, BC Bud Depot has the seeds you need at a price you can handle. But don't take my word for it. Check out their extensive library of award-winning genetics for yourself at bcbuddepot.com and type in promo code BLAZIN420 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. BC Bud Depot, home of Cannabis Champions since 2002. Please check your local, state, and national laws before ordering. It's time to roll up those joints, pack those bowls, and fire up those nails. Because you're listening to Blazin', with Bobby Black.
1: All right, hello, all you stoners and stonettes out there, and happy 420 to you. This is the Dark Lord of Dank, Bobby Black, welcoming you to our special 420 edition of Blazin'. As you all know, over the past decade or so, the number 420 has become universally recognized as marijuana's mathematical equivalent. And April 20th has become the highest of holidays for all of us potheads. To celebrate this very special day with us, I'm honored to welcome to the show some very special guests. When we talk about stoner celebrities, or pot stars if you will... There's one name that sits undisputedly at the top of that list. From the 1960s through the 1980s, he and his partner Cheech Marin practically invented stoner comedy with their hilarious stand-up tours, Grammy-nominated albums, and cult classic films, including Up in Smoke, Nice Dreams, and Still Smokin'. A generation later, he portrayed the lovable burnout Leo in the TV sitcom That 70s Show, and more recently, you may have seen him cutting a rug on the hit show Dancing with the Stars. Now he's using his notoriety to create and promote his own line of weed and cannabis accessory products. I am honored to welcome to the show, writer, director, musician, comedian, actor, activist, and all-around icon, the one and only Tommy Chong. Also joining us on the show today is Tommy's manager, producer, son, and co-host of the Tommy Chong podcast, Paris Chong. Gentlemen, thanks for blazing with me today.
2: Yeah, hey, thanks for having us, dude.
1: So Tommy, uh, you and I have actually known each other for quite a few years now. I've interviewed you both with Cheech and without on the green carpet at the High Times Stoney Awards. I was there when you were inducted to the Counterculture Hall of Fame in Amsterdam at the Cannabis Cup. I saw you perform at the Marijuana Logs in New York City, and uh, I don't know if you remember this, but we actually went to, a few of us uh, on the high-time staff took you to dinner across the street that night, and it was in this weird uh, tourist trap kind of restaurant where there were these, like, m- monsters and things on the wall making noises. you remember that? It was pretty weird.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was you,
1: huh? Yeah, yeah, I, I was I was there, I was there. How come you made
2: me pick up the check?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know, you'd have to ask the editor-in-chief about that one. But uh, anyway, we've known each other for a while, and the last time I saw you was in January of last year when you guys held a meet-and-greet to promote the, your rolling machine at a glass gallery in New York City, the Chong Roller.
2: Right, right, yeah.
1: Yeah, how's things been going with the Chong Roller? You guys have been out promoting it for a while now.
2: Actually... Uh, I- Kind of faded because the Futurola, uh, uh, you know, they they got a little, uh, little, little behind with the payments. Oh. But, uh, but it's still it's good. it's a good roller, and the problem with it, it it was so good that you didn't need to buy another one. And so <laughs> once they sold once they sold a lot of Chung rollers, uh, you know, people didn't quit buying them. So no we're we're into a another product. now now we're selling the stuff that goes in the roller, <laughs> which is much more uh more lucrative and much more fun, yeah, we got the Chong's choice out now,
1: yeah, I've heard that, so tell us a little about Chong's choice. Is it one strain or is it a line of strains what's uh what's the background on that
2: Well, Paris, you better tell him this well well what we do is we regionally we've been setting up distribution uh, distribution companies. And what we do is we kind of pick the best, uh, hottest growers in that state, and then we, we, we kind of test their strains out, and then we figure out which ones we want to bring under the banner, and then we, we offer them to the stores. So that's how it goes. Because, you know, right now it's still federally illegal, and we don't want to cross state lines, and, you know, every state has their own kind of laws and regulations, so... And, uh, we've just, we just, we, opened up in Oregon last week with a company called Shango. And that was, we had a great opening there. And then we're, we're slowly trickling in in California. And then, uh, we've, we've been in Washington and we're in, uh, Arizona and we're going to be opening up Nevada pretty soon. So it's, it's exciting and it's all going in the right direction. And people are really liking the brand. They love the brand Chong's Choice and what, how we've been promoting it. So. And, and i gotta add i gotta add that i'm i'm our best customer so far
1: <laughs> yeah it's funny i was gonna say usually on blazing i ask my guests what what are you blazing on right now and uh but i don't even need to ask in this case because uh, i know what you're smoking you're smoking chong's choice
2: yeah <laughs> it's, it's chong's choice i mean i i love it and the thing is I, I smoke it then i forget what strain i smoke and so i have to smoke it again and you know and I always forget to write it down, so I my job is endless. But I, you know, who better to do that job than me?
1: Absolutely. Are you guys gonna stick to just flowers, or are you gonna eventually do concentrates or edibles? No, or? We're,
2: we're selling we're selling oil shatter. We're selling uh, like pre filled oil cartridges. They're discreet, tasty, and uh, you know they like to vape. Yeah. And, and, and we want to do edibles too. You know, we're we're uh, uh, we're we're making a special strain of edibles for for police for the cops you know Oh really? That still the yeah well the cops you know they've been having a hard time uh testing it, it, the cops and Cheech, too he, he's another guy he always takes too many, many edibles you know he eats too much and so what we we're working on a edible that uh, you can eat as much as you want but you won't get really stoned you just get a nice buzz and it'll make you hungry enough that you want to just keep buying and eating our edibles. So we've been you know, working on a lot of things. I heard something that because uh, I always thought that once you eat an edible, and if you've eaten too much, you're you're screwed, and you just gotta you know just gotta ride it out. But uh, this one guy told me, and you can, tell me if this is true, Bobby, that that if you eat like some fat, like a, a scoop of coconut oil or something like that, or or drink a glass of milk. That somehow, like loading your body up with some fat and then maybe a little bit of rice or some just some other food to put something in your stomach, kind of uh, brings down the high. If you don't it don't cook, cook up the high.
1: Yeah, I, I've heard the same thing. I believe that that that's true. And another thing that's interestingly true is CBD can help you bring you down from a uh, from oh, an edible really? high. Yeah. If you ha- if you're so too. Like- too psychoactively high if, you, if you're getting like your chest is racing kind of like which happens to a lot of people when they eat edibles. I've heard that CBD, pure CBD can help bring that down. It counteracts it.
2: And like like a tincture or like vape or both?
1: Or yeah, any, any uh, form of it as long as it's THC and not – I mean as long as it's CBD and not THC. So if you're getting a pure oh, CBD, it should help. Love that. You know, I had Steve Bloom uh, on the show last week, and uh, he and I spoke about you briefly uh, because he uh, has been doing these live interview uh, segments with you at the last couple of uh, major uh, pod events in the Northwest. So what's that been like? Uh, Obviously, you're no stranger to being on stage, but what's it like uh, being interviewed on stage as opposed to performing on stage?
2: I, I love it. I absolutely love it because it, it <laughs> you know, the show is. Uh, I mean, I love performing, but I love uh, especially with Steve Bloom, you know, because he's 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 the perfect guy, you know. He, for some reason, you know, Steve's he, got that 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 look where you just look at him and you kind of smile because he, he's like a Bernie Sanders of the of the plot
1: <laughs> family. You know, that's funny. Yeah, he mentioned he mentioned something that you guys discussed uh, during your interview uh, that I don't think most of my listeners would be aware of. Uh, you were once a member of a Motown group, is that right? And you actually even had a, a hit song.
2: Okay, the secret's out. I used to be black. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, then I then I did the Michael Jackson thing. I dyed my skin. I got a little lighter. <laughs> yeah, I was I was I was in Motown. Hey, listen, I was in Motown for a lot of years. I got so black, I even married a white woman.
1: <laughs> uh, are you guys going to be doing uh, continuing that uh, interview series at at future events? Correct.
2: Yeah, we got <laughs> one coming up in uh, in Eugene, Oregon, on like the twenty fourth or twenty third, and then another one. I, I can't remember. There's one more, in like I think it's in Washington, like a few weeks after that. For the for the Trump's choice. No, for the interview with Steve Bloom. Oh, with, for the, with the Steve. Yeah, yeah. The International Cannabis Business Conference. I think it's called. Yeah, we're going to put that this show on the road. I, I love, I love the <laughs> the whole thing. You know, I love talking about weed. You know, especially you know when we get into the healing uh, process. Uh, you know, or the healing part of of cannabis. You know, I really, I, I've got uh, you know personal experiences with the, with the rectal cancer that I had and. And how I treated it with uh, marijuana and, you know, and how it helped me uh, g- regain my appetite. And how now I look i, I look younger than Paris now, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask how your health was, Tom. I've been listening to you guys' podcast and I, I've been pretty impressed with it. Um, just because, you know, uh, as a father in some team, I think you bring kind of a fresh and thoughtful perspective to the whole podcasting uh, thing. You know, I mean, of course I expected your show to be entertaining, but I feel like you guys really defied the stereotype expectations of it just being funny or just being about weed and actually tackled some serious issues, like, like your cancer, for instance. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, hey, yeah. Hey, a, yeah, that's what they, they talked. Uh, you know, we did some interviews this morning, and they were asking me, you know, uh, how about your kids, you know? And uh, I, I used to joke on stage that uh, I'd tell my kids, I don't you know, if you're gonna use, if you're gonna steal my pot, leave a little bit. That way, <laughs> I, I'll think that I smoked it. You know, <laughs> but sometimes the pot was just so good that I just couldn't even leave that last <laughs> little bud. <laughs> I, I I still remember that that big bud. I don't know. It was like it was one big cola, and it was purple, and you got it from that like, guy Fantuzzi from like the oh, the label gatherings.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know Fantuzzi. Yeah, he,
2: yeah Fantuzzi hooked up Tommy. But you paid a lot of money. You paid like, like a shitload of money for that, for that, for that bud. But it was really top of the grind. Right? Yeah, thanks for, thanks for reminding me <laughs> about what I never smoked. <laughs> and you, and you saved it. You put it in your safe. And you saved it for like a year. And I just, I just kept digging at it. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's too late now. He's gonna know, so I might as well just smoke it all. <laughs> <off." laughs> yeah, and, and I didn't, I didn't remember I had it until you told me just now. <laughs>
1: uh but so so but seriously though how how are you doing now tom are, are you are you feeling better are you recovering or how what's your status
2: i'm like a medical miracle I'll, I'll tell you you know i mean i when when i was you know when i when i did the operation they they had me on oxycontin you know and i was always I wondered you know what what the heroin or what, what the morphine high would be like you know. So I was kind of looking forward to that, you know, and it was crazy. It was kind of good, but it it, it wasn't as good as the pot because the, the, the marijuana high makes you hungry, you know, and the other high just made you uh, aware that something's wrong. You know, you don't know what it is, but the, the pot really saved my life. And so now, you know, and then, you know, as crazy as I am, I, I got restless at, right after the operation, and so I started uh, working out, you know, doing planks and sit-ups in, in my bed, laying down. This is this is hours after I had the operation, and uh, wow. and I told the doctor what I was doing. You know, I didn't want to hurt anything, and the doctor said, oh, no, that's good. And so I I kept exercising. When I get bored, I'd exercise, and so when I got out of the hospital, I looked better than I when I went in. You know, because I was all skinny and had abs, and (laughs) and then I was laid in the sun because that that was also soothing too, and so I got all tanned. And so when people saw me after, they thought, "Wow, you look better than before." You know, so so you know what what marijuana did for me, it 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 gave me a, a really positive mindset. You know, so that that No matter what happened, it was like it doesn't matter. You know, I didn't quell on anything bad. I always uh, had to, had something to laugh at or something to look forward to, and, uh, and 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 you know, and that's the whole secret of aging is that you, you you can stay young if if you're young at heart, you know, and you and you're young in the mind, and then you know, like I got my son, you know, who's turned me on to uh, everything, you know, the rap music that's up today and that, you know. And so, so, you know, I can, I can converse and, uh, and, and enjoy life with young people and they can relate to that right away. And, and, and so, really that was the secret of everything, you know. Just, and the only trouble now with pot is that it gets me talking and I can't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: You mentioned similar, uh, themes about pot and about how, you know, you said you went into the hospital and you came out feeling and looking better. This, it was a very similar situation with prison, was it not? Because when you had, uh, gone into prison after Operation Pipe Dreams or, or whatnot, your, your prison time is well documented in your book, The I Chong, and also in the documentary film about you, uh, aka Tommy Chong. Um, But for the benefit of the listeners who haven't seen the film or read your book, can you talk a little about what your experience behind bars was like and how you came out differently afterwards?
2: Well, well, you know, going into jail for something, you know, you're kind of like, innocent. you know, uh, the thing is, it, it was like ordained, you know, my life has really been ordained. It was like I was watching prison movies just before I went to jail. I'd watch, you know, especially uh, Shawshank Redemption. I watched that over and over again. And it was like I was preparing myself for for being incarcerated. And I remember, and I did an interview, I think it was in, a.k.a. Tommy Chong with Playboy, where I said, you know, maybe going to jail isn't that bad. You know, you get to write a book, you know. <laughs> and, 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 and it happened. I went to jail and I wrote a book and... And I turned I, what I did. I turned the prison experience into a, a religious uh, retreat because while I was there, I started you know into I got into the I Ching, E Ching, I got into goldsmith, you know, I got into Emmet Fox, all these uh, uh, metaphysical spiritual writers, and and so my and then I I joined the sweat lodge with the Native Americans, and so my it it, it became a. Uh, I actually enjoy, I really enjoyed it. I was in the desert, you know, I'd wake up early, you know, you'd wake up early, and then I'd go out to the fields and work in the in the garden. And then I'd come in for, and have a nap, you know, because you had to come in to be counted. Yeah. And so I, I had a nice nap, and I'd wake up. And and, and I had a, a one of the guys, uh, you know, my buddies in the prison was a cook, you know, and he cooked these gourmet meals. And so I'd wake up and just in time for dinner. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it, 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 and then I could see comedy everywhere in the prison. It was so much, there's so much excitement going on because it was a, 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 a what do you call a, 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 like a white collar prison, and so there was no violence or you know any any kind of violence. You know, the yeah. only violence was like talking, and- you know,
1: telling people to shut up. That was the only violence. <laughs> And your cellmate I really enjoyed it. Your cellmate was the Wolf of Wall Street, right? For a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I helped him
2: write a book. He, you know, he he came to me for uh, for help. Yeah, you know, we we're in the cell, and he he handed me uh, a page of what he was doing because cause, uh, he he would ask me, you know, he saw me writing my book, and so then, you know, he's he's such a genius, you know. He said, "Well, I'm going to write a book," and so he did, and and I helped him helped him with the stories, you know, because, you know, he was telling me these great stories, but then he was trying to write like Tom Wolf or somebody. And so I just told him, you know, I critiqued him and said, you know, just write down the funny stuff. And he did. And, and then he became a big hit. I, I, it's weird, man. I'm a, I've been around so many great people, you know, like I was instrumental with uh, Jackson 5. You know, I was one of the guys that, discovered the Jackson 5. And wow. And now I was around when Hendrix started up, and, and I was, you know, I met all these people. I met Muhammad Ali, you know, when he was uh, at the prime of his, when he was uh, barred from boxing. And so I've been, you know, rubbing shoulders with, like, every Beatle except Paul. And 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 so my life has been so blessed, you know, that I it's like I can't wait to wake up the next morning to see who I'm going to meet next, you know.
1: Yeah. So, Paris, this is kind of directed to you. Obviously, the company that you and your dad started, Chong Glass, was the you know company that ended up getting your dad uh, into jail. And it's so ironic that here we are, like a little over a decade later, and you guys are putting out all these cannabis products and cannabis you know accessories and stuff. And it's amazing how much change can happen in a decade.
2: Yeah. Don't tell anybody. I don't want to go to. I don't want to have them go to jail anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do you ever? Fe- do you ever fear that they would come after you again?
2: Uh, you know what? They just told us that we are not allowed to have a glass company. They didn't say anything about vaping. So there's a there's a there's a Cheech and Chong glass company that's up in Canada, but I think they're only operating up there. You know, and you know what's funny, Bobby is that uh, that that seems completely changed. Like. You know, there was no dabbing. I, I don't even think I knew about concentrates when I had Tom Glass, and now it's there's a it's like a there's a whole new line of products, and and the the, the really hand blown kind of Tom Glass kind of drill Baker stuff is 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 I don't know. It's got like less shelf space now.
1: Yeah. Dabbing has certainly taken over a huge portion of the industry and become like the hip thing for the younger kids to do. Um, What about you guys? Do you do you like dabbing? Is it too much for you, or do you enjoy it?
2: I I like it occasionally. I had a when I was in Denver like a few years ago. I we were there for the Cup, and my dad saw this. He he witnessed me, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I'll have a dab." And the guy, I don't know, he, he 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 got me good. He really. He heated that thing up so hot, and then you know, Big depth and I and I hadn't had that experience, so I I, I took a pretty big hit, and it and it just just burned a layer off my throat. So I <laughs> yeah. I, I, I couldn't. I mean, I, I I was fine with the high, but, but the, the throat being kind of burnt was a, kind of a bummer. But I like it, man. It's if you want to really, if you want to go deep, you know. And I, I still don't think it's as strong as as. Some of the experiences I've had with edibles, I think that's like the heaviest yeah. that I've ever had.
1: But yeah.
2: I like the tastiness of a really of a really well made oil that has a lot of terpenes and flavors to it. Sure, it's really delicious.
1: Yeah, and you know if you hit if you hit those at a lower temperature, you get more of the flavor and less of the harshness. So like when you heat up your nail or whatnot, you let it cool for a while, like about a minute or so, and then you do the dab, and then you you get much less harshness and you much more of the flavor because the terps burn off at the hu- super high temperature. But if you put yeah, it, yeah yeah, and
2: I, I tried we had one of those uh, those electrical nails that had a temperature reading on it yeah, and I like that, but. But then, you know, all of a sudden I realized, man, I have like a, like a whole desk full of equipment here just to get <laughs> high. And then, and I realize I just want to, maybe I'll just smoke a joint, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. You can't go wrong with the good old, good old fashion. The joint will always be a classic. You can't replace it. So uh...
2: dad, my dad likes, my dad likes the, the, the vape pens a lot. He, he always carries one around with him, and he, he thinks he's funny by vaping in the airport. I'm like, yeah, you're going to get us put on the no-fly list,
1: man. Stop <laughs> doing that. So are you going to put out a vape pen then, Tommy, or no? Maybe a Tommy Chong oh, vape yeah. pen? Oh,
2: yeah. We're going to have a Tommy Chong everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should. You should have a Tommy Chong everything.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I wanted to do a Tommy Chong uh, condom. <laughs> <laughs> A mirror, you know, with the tips loaded with, with pot, you know, so it makes the entry easier. Yeah, <laughs> he, He's an innovator. He's
1: a real
2: innovator. This guy.
1: Yeah. You know, Tommy, aside from your work as an entertainer, the thing that I admired most about you is that through everything, through prison, cancer, and everything else, you have never wavered in your outspoken support for marijuana and its legalization, and you've always been a beacon of positivity and common sense. To to everyone, and uh, I find that really inspiring. So I just want to say thank you for that.
2: Well, you know, when I was on Dancing with the Stars, you know, everybody was amazed, you know, that uh, that I could do it. Especially when they put flash my age, you know, and then then I, I got a shitload of old people, you know, coming up and saying, "Hey, you're my hero," you know, <laughs> because they, they automatically thought, you know, because uh, I was seventy six, that you know, and they're seventy. Seven or 72, you know, that, oh, yeah, we're, we're kindred spirits, which we were, you know, and are, because what what I've done is is shown the world by example. That's the best way to do it, you know. And I learned how to do that when I started weight training, you know, when I started lifting weights, you know, because the weights, you know, the mirror doesn't lie, you know. And, and just like everything, you know, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. And so I've always had a, you know, just this
1: feeling, you know, I had to
2: exercise, I have to exercise, and it was like, you know, and I can't get too fat, I can't get too sloppy, I gotta, you know, I just this urge, you know, I like I know Arnold Schwarzenegger really well, you know, and when Arnold was deep into weights, you know, we were pretty good friends, you know, and 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 he led by example too, you know, he he was. Really hard to the fact you know that he he, he it, and that's what I, I did with uh, you know with like Dance with the Stars. You know it wasn't you know that, that I you know sat around them and decided to go dancing. I've been dancing for for years. You know before I did the show, and so what what people saw was many many years of preparation of, of going into it, and and that's what uh, I, you know the message I wanted to to spit to everybody is just by example, you know. Hey, look at me, I can do it, you know, and, and especially with the education, you know, like I had a minimal education. But look at look at what I've done with my life. It's incredible. And the reason I did it was because I knew that I could, you know, there was not, nothing stopping me. You know, when we had a direct movie, when I had to direct the movie, I, I directed the movie and, and not only one, but I did five. You know, and they yeah. were all like, <laughs> all hit hit movies, you know, and and so I'd done that, you know, going on stage, you know, with when I was with Motown, I never said two words. In fact, everybody that knew me from Motown was so shocked that I was do, being doing comedy, <laughs> because huh. I, I never talked. But I was with a black band, so I never had a chance to talk, you know, because everybody else was talking. <laughs> so <laughs> I just sat there and listened. You know, but, you know one of the one of the main things, one of the strengths that I feel that that, uh, or one of the reasons why the, the, the Tom's Choice has been so successful is that the fans out there and the people, the people just love Tommy, my dad's attitude about life and 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 his attitude of positivity and generosity really just really just brings a lot of people together they just smile and they. When they look at a funny uh, post that he puts up on Instagram or something like that, they just it, it just makes them happy, you know. And it, and it gives them it, it a lot. It also gives them hope, and they go, "Oh man, you can actually be a cool, fun old guy," you know. And life doesn't expand, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: and there's no re- there, th- yeah, there's no reason to be bitter. Like people say to me. Uh, you know, aren't you surprised how far we've come? Well, no, because I can't remember where we were. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or as my mom says, like, oh, we thought it would happen a lot sooner than that. <laughs>
1: yeah. But, hey, Bobby, are you yeah.
2: are you in New York? Yes. Hey, did you go to that Bernie rally?
1: Yesterday, I wish I had, but I was—I had—I was flying back from California yesterday. I just got in early oh. this morning, but I would have definitely been there. Yeah, I'm a huge Bernie supporter. I know you guys are as well as our most yeah, uh, pot smokers. I would, I would, would imagine. It. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that yeah, too. I like, I, I, Go
2: ahead. Uh, Yeah, I like Bernie. He's the only one that's promoting pot of all the candidates. Bernie's the only guy that lights up. You know.
1: Yeah, that's true. I know. I've been from listening to your podcasts. Again, you guys have been talking about. Uh, the political race and Trump and stuff, and I mean, how how scared are you of a possible Trump presidency? Because I'm pretty terrified.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. everybody is, and that's why everybody's going to come out and vote against him. I, I like what he did with the uh, with all the people here with green cards. You know, the six million people here with green cards—they're all applying for citizenship papers so they can so they can uh, uh, keep Trump from building that wall. <laughs> It's, it's, it's incredible. Trump is the best thing that ever happened to, to America, whether we know it or not. But he is the best thing. He He uncovered the Republican agenda. You know, everything was before Trump. Everything was in code, you know, they had these code words for uh, for for black people, and they had code words for illegals, you know. Everything was in code, and Trump just dripped around. What do you mean? No, nah, they're illegals, you know. go, <laughs> you know, put them, in, uh, put them in jail, get rid of them, you know. Yeah. Mexico's going to pay for the wall. I, I can't, I'd love to see that. You know, I, I'm, I'm not afraid of a Trump presidency. But I, I was, I just was amazed of how long of a role he's had, and I kept waiting for him to have like a Howard Dean moment or some some <laughs> yeah. pivotal moment where everyone just goes, oh, oh there you go, and, and he still, even now as he's kind of fading and not doing so well, he still hasn't had that moment, and I don't think it's going to happen. But I, I definitely, there's just no chance in hell that uh, that the Republican Party is going to win this this next election. So I'm I'm actually excited about the future.
1: That's good. I mean, and let me ask you. So, if Bernie doesn't get the nomination, and I'm I'm hoping he will. He's he can still do it. He can squeak it out. But if he doesn't for some reason, and Hillary's the candidate, how do you think that will affect uh, ca- the cannabis legalization movement? I mean, we've had a lot of momentum. Do you think oh, that she would st- stop it, continue it, slow it down? What do you think, or or help it along?
2: No, 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 no. Hillary, Hillary's jumping on every bandwagon around. <laughs> you know, you know, she's. That's why she wears slack so she can just change her position whenever she the you know. <laughs> her. You know, no, don't worry about Hillary, and, and and you know, but I'll tell you one thing: I met Bill Clinton, and I believe he did not inhale. You know? <laughs> I believe it. I believe it because he is he is a suit, and it's very empty you know, unless you're a chick that nice tits. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 really excited that uh, that like a thousand world leaders came out against trying to like trying to change the drug war and and how it's it's completely failed. And I just I'm just glad that it's not only happening in this country, but it's happening all over the world. And and you know, when I when I read articles about, about uh, doctors scanning the brains of patients on L S D and them amazing things, I'm just excited that, that finally you know, we're going into a new era where where the stigmas are gonna be kind of taken away and we're going to actually get to study these things and see what we can do and how we can help humanity and the human being with with all the drugs
1: amen all right guys well uh obviously you have chong's choice and you have your rolling machines and and all that other good stuff your new podcast but i also heard you have a new stoner uh emoji app coming out called uh smoke smoke emoji is that right tell us about that
2: common chong smoking emojis and it comes out April 20th, and it, I think it's going to be a huge hit. So keep an eye out. We're going we're to push you really hard on social media and do a big press tour. But, uh, yeah, man, I, you know, I've all, a lot of people will use like like a little tree symbol or, or some other thing, like a little puff cloud, and, and we're going to be more specific than that because I think that we owe it to our culture to have our own emojis.
1: Cool. And... Yeah, and, and, and when you
2: when you purchase the app, uh, you know just the very fact that you, when you think it, I've inserted a, a brainwave in there that will get you high. You you'll, once you <laughs> get on the tongue emoji, you're gonna just get as high as any
1: people will do. Cool. And f- finally, what is your plans for four twenty? How are you guys gonna be celebrating Stoner New Year?
2: We're going to be uh, performing at the Nokia Theater, or formerly the Nokia Theater in uh, Los Angeles on 420. We're going to be making some money and having a good
1: time. <laughs> well, good for you. Uh, guys, I can't even express to you how much I appreciate you agreeing to be on the show today. Uh, it's been such an honor to have you on. Uh, I wish you both continued success in health, and I hope to see you at a cannabis event again real soon. Thank you for the decades of laughter and, uh, and for all of your hard work for the cause, Tommy. Happy 420, guys. And,
2: yeah, and thank you. And tell Steve Bloom I hope his sex change uh, operation. <laughs> Take care, Bobby. Thank all right, you, I guys. will.
1: Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, what a blast. You know, he still keeps me in stitches after all these years. You know, if you're not already, you should definitely be following Tommy on all of his social media profiles. On Twitter, it's at Tommy Chang. On Facebook and Instagram, HeyTommyChang, and also on HeyTommyChang.com. I don't know about you guys, but I sure can't wait to try some of that Chang's Choice. I really hope Tommy will hook me up with a nice big nug of it the next time I see him. And now it's time for us to check in with our contest winner. For those of you that didn't know, last week we had a contest on social media, we asked you all to share the link to the show with the hashtags blazinwithbobbyblack and hashtag 420 shoutout. And the listener with the most shares or shoutouts would win two tickets to the High Times Cannabis Cup and Carnival in San Bernardino this past weekend. And that winner turned out to be a young lady from right there in San Bernardino, Miss Haley Noel. I checked in with Haley just before 420 on Sunday to see how she was enjoying her prize. Take a listen. Hello. Haley?
3: Yeah, this is me.
1: Hi, it's Bobby Black calling. How you doing?
3: Hey, what's up? Pretty good. I'm doing great. Um, right now I was actually just taking a stab, but, um, I'm just chilling. It's been a pretty crazy weekend. I'm really sunburned. Really bad. But <laughs> it's all worth it in the end.
1: Cool. So congratulations on winning our uh, Blazin' 420 shout out Contest, uh, your two tickets to the High Times Cannabis Cup and Carnival in San Bernardino. So what's the cup been like for you?
3: The Cannabis Cup is really, really amazing. To be honest, it's an experience that I've never experienced before. It's, I can actually smoke a joint in a, in a crowd where I'm actually... In. Um, I'm wanted and people are like, people are wanting to hit this with me. People are wanting to get high with me and it's amazing. It's an amazing opportunity.
1: Cool, cool. So did you get to see any performances or any seminars or anything yet?
3: Yes, I've seen, I've seen Debbie Yeah, and She is amazing. She was nice. She was, and, and, you know, I went on stage actually for the Mali Elite uh, last night. So last night was an amazing night.
1: Cool. So what's been your favorite booth so far?
3: Um, to be honest, I love Pop Co. All about the
1: vaporizers. Cool. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's 420 right now.
3: It is? Really? Yes. Happy 420. Yes.
1: Happy 420. Yes.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Bobby Black. This is amazing. You made like this happen for me.
1: You're very welcome, Haley, and thank you for listening to the show and for giving us uh, shares and shout-outs online. We really appreciate it. <laughs> I hope you uh, continue to enjoy your time at the Cannabis Cup. Keep on yes, listening. Thank
3: you. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity.
1: Thanks. All right. Take care. Have fun.
3: You too. Bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye. All right. And that's going to wrap things up for this special 420 edition of Blazin'. I want to thank my guests, Tommy and Paris Chong. I want to thank our contest winner, Haley. And of course, to all you Tokers out there who tuned in and celebrated the high holiday with us, I want to thank you from the bottom of my lungs. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash with BB. There you can find some of my personal archives with Tommy, different photos and interviews I've done with him over the years. You can also follow me on Twitter at Bobby Black, Instagram and Facebook, Bobby Black 420. Please join us again next week when our guest will be Kenny Morrow of Trichome Technologies. Until then, this is Bobby Black saying, Blaze on, brothers and sisters.
0: Want to grow your own weed but not sure where to get the seed? Go to bcbuddepot.com. For nearly 15 years, BC Bud Depot has been building one of the world's most comprehensive seed banks, offering over 50 strains of top-quality cannabis to suit every grower's needs, including multiple award-winning strains like Godbud, The Purps, BC Blueberry, Girl Scout Cookies, and more. In fact, B.C. Bud Depot's genetics have won over 30 different cannabis awards over the past decade. So you know you're dealing with a recognized industry leader that will deliver you some of the most potent, flavorful flowers on the planet. They ship worldwide, offering fast, discreet delivery at reasonable prices. All online orders are processed within 48 hours and are packaged and mailed with the utmost stealth and safety in mind. And if for some reason your order gets lost, damaged, or confiscated, BC Bud Depot will resend it at no extra charge, guaranteeing that every customer receives what they paid for. Whether you're looking for indica or sativa, indoor or outdoor, feminized or auto flowering, BC Bud Depot has the seeds you need at a price you can handle. But don't take my word for it. Check out their extensive library of award-winning genetics for yourself at bcbuddepot.com and type in promo code BLAZIN420 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. BC Bud Depot, home of Cannabis Champions since 2002. Please check your local, state, and national laws before ordering.